so many new situations will come about. So how does a person save himself in all these things? What is the way out of it? Because a person who is conscious of the destination he wants to reach, what is a person is just driving around aimlessly, walking around aimlessly, he doesn't know where he's heading to, doesn't know what where he wants to get to. So if he gets deviated somewhere also, he won't even know what happened. He doesn't even have a direction. If he gets deviated, he doesn't know whether he's going somewhere or not going anywhere. Either way, he's just floating around. But somebody has his destination in place, he knows where he wants to get to, and the slightest deviation comes, and he realizes that something is not on course, he becomes concerned immediately. The Sahaba Ikram, what can be said about the extent of their sensitivity to their destination? How focused they were. And therefore they were all the time concerned that how can we reach this destination safely. There mustn't be any problem on the way. He mustn't get derailed anywhere. So he asked this question, Man Najat, that in the face of the fitnas that will come, all the challenges that will come, how does a person gain salvation? If we think about in this time and age also, the kind of fitnas that are prevalent, from every direction, previously fitnas were confined outdoors. Nowadays there's fitnas outdoors, there's fitnas indoors. Previously a person wanted to get involved, he planned and plotted to get involved in so many different kinds of haram, he needed months of preparation and he probably had to travel hours to some destinations to get involved in those harams in those acts of vice and sin. And now, he comes home. Many a person, Allah forbid, Allah protect us, that if he's planning some haram, he comes home. Because at the press of buttons, and now he's involved in whatever he wants to do. Now this is the kind of situation that has come about. Fitnas at every juncture, fitnas all around, and ever increasing challenges. Now the person who is faced with all these situations, the same question, man najad, how does a person gain safety from all this? So Rasulullah gave a very, very concise prescription. And this is kalam and ubuwat. These are the words of Rasulullah So, perhaps somebody tells us that one mountain moved from his place is believable. But the words of Rasulullah sallam, there's some doubt in it that this is not applicable, Nauzubillah, that is unbelievable. That can never be. The words of Rasulullah sallam, are inspired by Allah Taala. Whatever he speaks is of the wahi and inspiration that Allah Taala blessed. Either it comes as a form of wahi in the Quran Sharif. Or the wahi that comes in the form of the hadith sharif. So Rasulullah's prescription for the safety, for the protection from all these fitnas, for a person to be able to reach his destination safely. First thing Nabi says to him, Amlik alayka lisanak. Now this might sound very, very strange to us. We're talking about such major fitnas from every direction. 
And now somebody is asking for the prescription to be safe from all these problems and fitnas and difficulties. And the first part of the prescription Rasulullah gives, Amlik alayka lisanak. Control your tongue. Obviously, fitnas are of different types. So many fitnas of every type. But if a person just stops to think that in a day, in a week, in a month maybe, if he sits down to write and identify how many challenges came up of some sort or the other, whether at work, whether at home, whether with sometimes some friend, some colleague, Sometimes something or the other happens somewhere. Something happens at home. Something happens in the workplace. Something happens somewhere else. How often it has been because somebody has said something out of turn. Somebody just said something thoughtlessly. Just uttered something without thinking. That resulted in a reaction. That reaction provoked something from the opposite side again. And one word that was said without being given sufficient thought beforehand, that word started off a war of words. And one thing leads to another, before one knows, relationships are being broken, people are at loggerheads with one another, and everything now is at the press of a button, one moment now, something happened between two people, some little argument, the next person puts it on his some social media group. So now hundred people came to know what happened between two people. So everybody is giving the input. So everybody is now adding to that fire. And something that would have been very easily resolved now becomes almost impossible to resolve because so many people are involved in it. Now that little issue between spouses, which would have been forgotten ten minutes later, but in that fit of anger somebody went and passed it on to the next person and that to the fifty people. Now everybody got involved in it, it became impossible to resolve. But it started off with what? Amlik alayka lisanak. And nowadays the extension of the tongue, the fingertips. Forever typing something or the other, that's the extension of the tongue now in this zamana. That a person must control his fingertips. And the extent of damage that social media has caused, to many a relationship, to many family, the peace of many families, to many other situations, this is perhaps, has never happened in this manner before. Little things now become major things, because everything must get plastered somewhere. Everything must get advertised for the whole world. And as a result, and it all comes back down to this, Amlik alayka lisanak. Now this is a fitna, a very great fitna that is engulfing our societies. But if we really look at it in the light of this Hadith Sharif of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Amlik Alayka Lisanak, control your tongue. Somebody was upset about something, so he puts it on social media. He put it on social, social media, so somebody else now read it. They had no idea about what happened. So now they decide that they should do something about it. How they decide to do something about it in a negative way pick up the phone and now start giving their side of it to somebody. How could you do this? 
But did you know the facts and the reality? Now the fight started between the third party now. This is an everyday occurrence. Every other day occurrence. So, Amlik alayka lisanak. Nabi Islam is saying, control your tongue and in the zamana control the extension of the tongue. There are things which don't need to be given out anywhere. And it will die its own death. Then, this tongue, as small as it is, it can bring so much good, it can cause so much of harm as well. That is why the Mashaikh, their very famous statement, Pehle tol firbol. First way, it meaning, think about the consequences of what's going to be the consequences of the statement. I'm going to say something, how it's going to turn out, how it will be received, what will be the outcome. After thinking, then speak. After thinking, then speak. But unfortunately, one of the things that the brake fluid dries up quickest is of the tongue. And there's absolutely no brakes. Many a person says that, well, it's impossible to, for example, again, among the very serious maladies and problems of the tongue, speaking vulgarities. How much of fitna this causes? Let alone fitna. How many times this has distanced people from deen? In the workplace, somebody is subjected to vulgarities. Now he is being subjected to vulgarities by who? By his Muslim employer. So now he wants to know, but is this what your religion teaches? What has this done to him? It's distanced him from deen. Is this the way? One person said that, oh, you don't understand how it works in the business. He says, if you come there, you might do the same. These are all shaitan's tricks to make a person feel, don't worry, it's justified. Everybody will do the same. So he, just to, shaitan will put something or the other as an excuse. So he'll put it on anybody. No, no, everybody does the same. So if everybody does the same, for me to do the same is also fine. One person says that, no, when, see, okay, I know, I know how it goes. And I don't, I don't swear, I don't use any vulgarities in the business place. But then afterwards when I'm driving home, I'm alone in my car, I just can't help it. I have to let everything out. And for the next five minutes, I'm just... But I'm alone that time. Don't worry about it. This is why for that five minutes, if you read istighfar, what would that have been earning you? Okay, you want to vent something. Hello, just for the sake of venting something, could you not just scream then? Scream? Fine. Who's going to talk? you alone. Why you have to swear? Why you have to use vulgarities? That tongue which Allah wa ta'ala gave you to take his name with. One poet says in Persian, the words are not in mind now, but he says that if I wash my tongue with musk and umber, I still don't think it's clean enough and worthy enough to take the Mubarak name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa After washing it with musk and umber, then too it's not yet worthy enough. But it is Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala allows us to still take His name, take the Mubarak name of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy. Otherwise, our filthy tongues and taking the pure name of Allah Ta'ala 
This is only Allah Ta'ala's grace that we don't become dumb in that moment. That our uh, power of speech is not snatched away in that moment. Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala allows us to continue using this tongue and to keep taking his pure name and reciting the rule sharif from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But now this becomes the end result of this misuse of the tongue. And yet a person just controls his little tongue, again in the light of this hadith sharif, Nabi Salaam says, this is step one for this najat. Let alone saving oneself from so many problems, it will now become a means of now using this tongue correctly, because he's not using it for the wrong things, he'll start saying the right things. He's not using it in the wrong way, he'll start using it in the right way. So now it will become a means of dawah to people. One person many years ago, just shortly after that Mahindustab passed away, so he mentioned that they, he had employed somebody to do some, some work, whatever, some building kind of work it was. So the person came and now in his normal style, he came and he just started talking to him and just shouting out instructions and whatever else he wanted to say in a rush. And he went away. The next day he came, well, he was perhaps in a good mood or something. So he sees he spoke to him in a very cheerful manner, spoke to him nicely and so on. And this person is a non-Muslim laborer, whatever he was, a tiler or something. So he had no idea that this person knew as a or anything. The employer, the person who took him on a job, so now when he came the next day and he's speaking to him in this very calm manner and a little bit cheerfully, asked him how you are and so on. So after a little bit of conversation, this person says to him, says, today you're talking like Malana Yunus Patel. Now he's a person without Iman, but he noticed something somewhere, he might have interacted with Hazrat Malana somewhere. And that left an impression in his heart and mind. That impression that got left in his heart and mind, it was just the interaction, how he was spoken to. Those words touched his heart. The manner in which he was spoken to touched his heart. And now that came back to mind. But now this is the lesson that we have to take. People are observing. Not everybody will say something. That person because of that salary at the end of the month, he's not going to say anything. But there's a lot registering inside. And that comes out on occasion. It surfaces from time to time. If we left the right impressions, not for ourselves, not for people to be impressed with us. Allah Ta'ala has given us this Mubarak Deen. We have to become inviters with our actions to this Mubarak Deen. And the very, very great way of this invitation is how we interact, what we speak, what kind of words we use. So in any case, this is the first message Rasulullah gave. Amlik alayka lisanak. Then the second aspect Nabi Salaam mentioned on this note of Amlik alayka lisanak. Just one more thing comes to mind that we are discussing this prescription of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Number one on this prescription, obviously this is the this is where everything comes from. The kalam of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi This is the fountainhead. On one occasion, Hazrat Bukhmanirisalatuwassalam, he said to his son that out of the four thousand advices I gave you over time, today I'm selecting four from the four thousand. And you hold on to this four, this is the cream of everything. So now obviously when this came from Kalam and Nubuwat number one, it's going to come number one here also. On top of the list he said to him, 
اذا كنت في مجالس الناس فاحفظ لسانك when you are with people then control your tongue so wherever it is whether at home whether in the workplace wherever control the tongue many a person feels that it is his right to just now say anything to anyone and they will just accept it i had a hard day today so now you must just accept it so if i had a hard day you must have a hard evening that's the insaf that is the justice now if i had a bad time outside you must have a bad time inside it's not fair that if i had a problem outside and you got no problem inside this is the lopsided justice that we have so in any case he also on the top of the list out of 4000 he said i'm selecting four today that four one number one on top of the list that control your tongue the second thing rasulullah sallallahu says wal yasaka baytuk let your home be sufficient for you let your home be sufficient for you what does this mean home being sufficient does the home being sufficient mean that it must be now very very big palatial home so it's not going to be necessarily a big home for everyone somebody will have a bigger home somebody not such a big home but that home should be sufficient that a person feels at home within his home and his heart is not yearning to be here and there everywhere yes there is some need there is a need of dini need obviously he has to go for salah then he must go there is some other dini work he is going out in the path of allah taala he is going for some other going into the company of the ahlullah the mashayikh he is going to do some other welfare work whatever any dini taqaza he is going to fulfill the needs of dunya he is going to his job he is going to his profession he is going to his business whatever other day to day needs they might be fine well and good but this becomes the when this becomes the situation that home is never good enough a person to find comfort and relaxation he must be somewhere else that he will never be able to be comfortable at home so now somewhere else he has to be then where so now where will he go to he has to be somewhere or the other But now when this becomes a need then any place and every place will be fine it doesn't matter what kind of fitna is taking place in there it doesn't matter what kind of nudity and all kinds of evil and vice is prevalent there but now he has to be somewhere the whole world is everywhere so how can i be now hold up in my house i got to go somewhere also so now already the bookings will start Now the bookings will be for where? How many bookings will be for places which are completely above board? The bookings will be for anywhere and everywhere. Wherever the whole world is touring, we must tour also. What kind of situations will be prevalent there? What kind of uh, fitnas will be going on? Whether a person's iman will be safe by the time he finishes off from there? All these things are given very, very little regard. How often this has happened? people went very excitedly very very excitedly on a holiday overseas holiday and elaborate preparations and everything done in style and upon return that marriage broke 
It has happened on several occasions. Why? Because now that holiday atmosphere, so now holiday atmosphere, everybody must have a good time, everybody must enjoy themselves. So now there's going to be restrictions that this place is not in order now, there's all fitna taking place here, and there's nudity here, and there's music there, and there's no parda involved here. So then where's the fun now? Where do you go? So leave all the restrictions now, let everything be. So all the restrictions are dropped. All the inhibitions are dropped. And then now, if you're going to maintain parda and so on, it'll spoil the fun. So everybody becomes one big family. That whole crowd that went together all become one big family. And that one big family became the result of families breaking. These are the unfortunate and tragic realities. So, when this becomes a kind of need, these are shaitani needs. The beast last is saying, well, yes, there is a need, genuinely a need of dunya also, in order, no problem. Need of deen, there is no question about that. But a person's home should be home. The beautiful dua that Rasulullah taught us, which is the masnoon dua at the time of wudu. person making wudu should be making this dua. And this dua can be recited at the time of washing every limb. What a concise dua. And everything of dunya and, akhir- and akhirat is all in it. And a person making wudu now, he's washing his limbs. And Allahumma khilli zambi. Wasi'li fi dari. Wabarikli fi rizqi. Deen and dunya, everything in it. Allahumma khilli zambi. Ya Allah, forgive my sins. A person whose sins are forgiven, then what is left? He's got everything. He's got the maghfirat of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Then he's got everything. Allahumma khilli zambi. And then, wawasi'li fi dari. The same lesson. Ya Allah, make my home sufficient for me. That my heart feels at home within my home. That my home is not just a house for me. But my house becomes a home for me. House is a structure. But the home is, they say, the home is where the heart is. Many a times the person is in the lap of luxury, but the heart is not there. Something is, something is missing, that sukoon is gone. The tranquility is out. We have to connect again. Somewhere, some, something is missing, something got disconnected. So now because of that being disconnected from somewhere, that which should be flowing through is not coming. We got disconnected from Allah Taala. So that sukoon that comes from the side of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, that is being, that's not being achieved. We are losing out on that. As a result now, we don't know what to do, where to go. So now the person is trying to fill this void in some artificial way. But artificial things can only give artificial pleasure. It's good enough to look at. But you can't do anything beyond that. After one minute you're tired of it. You want something else. In any case, the same message in this dua. Wasi'li fi dari. Ya Allah, make my home sufficient for me. Wabarikli fi rizqi. Ya Allah, grant me barakat in my rizq. Dunya and akhirat, everything came in this. So this concise dua is a reminder for us every wuzu. This is what we should be aspiring for. This maghfirat. And that home becomes home. And barakat. One is kasrat. An abundance. But if that abundance, abundance is without barakat, 
that will become abundant problems. And if it is abundant with barakat, nurun ala nur. And if it is a little also with barakat, it will get all a person's work done. The barakat is a thing to aspire for. So Nabi Islam is giving us this lesson, but then, as you mentioned right at the beginning, unfortunately nowadays, fitna is outside, fitna is inside. So to keep that home a sanctuary, a person will have to keep it safe from the means of the fitna. If the means of fitna come into the home, then the home will become fitna also. So there is no need to elaborate on all that. What has become the source of all the fitnas? Allah Ta'ala protect us. These are becoming such great problems for us in society. The kind of situations is bringing about. These are things we can no more take chances with. Many a person complains that I just keep slipping and falling into the same thing. But if a person is going to sit next to the fire all the time, and then he's going to keep trying to douse the flames on, that are coming onto his clothes and his body, how long is he going to do that? He's going to put off one flame or something, spark fell on one hand, in the meantime something fell on the other hand, and something is burning his clothes. He has to run away from the fire. He has to move himself away from the source of the problem. So this, the smartphone, if it has become a problem for somebody, then the smart thing to do is to be without it. How often are we going to burn ourselves in the same place, repeatedly burn ourselves, and then cry about the same problem? The four-point plan and the prescription that he gave for a person to safely journey through this path, very, very simple, very, very simple. Number one, gunawasa muhafazat, staying safe from sin. But for that, and if you want to stay safe from sin, there is no way but to stay far away from the means of the sin. If a person is going to be close to the fire, he's going to feel the heat. So now if he wants to stay safe from sin, he's going to have to keep himself far away from the means of the sin. And zikrullah par mudawamad, keeping very constant on the remembrance and the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala, the tasbihad, the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, the ma'mulat that are prescribed, and all the various other amal, and nek dosto ki musahabat. Keeping good company, keeping the company of the pious, of the ahlullah, staying away from bad company. Company is not confined to human company. That phone also is a company, and can be the worst company for a person. It can be worse than any other human company. So, this is that lesson Nabi Islam gave, well, yasaka baytuk. And then the third thing Nabi Islam said, wabki ala khati'atik. That cry over your sins. Wabki ala khati'atik, istoba and istighfar. In the Quran Sharif, Allah wa ta'ala gives the virtue of istighfar, the rewards of istighfar. Istaghfiru rabbakum, innahu kana ghaffara, yursilis sama'a alaykum midrara. Among the various benefits of istighfar, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala will shower the rains down upon you. This drought, etc. Allah Ta'ala will shower the rains down. So Tamir Rahmatullah says, there's two rains and there's two lands. 
with the barakat of istighfar, one is the rain that comes from the skies and the heavens, and it quenches the ground, the earth, which brings forth then all the vegetation and whatever other good that benefits insan, benefits the animals. And then there's the rain of the tawfiq that comes from the side of Allah Taala and rains down on the land of the heart of insan. And when this tawfiq, rain of tawfiq comes, then this brings out the good amal. When the rain comes from the heavens onto the ground, then the beautiful flowers come. And the wonderful fruit comes through. With the barakat of istighfar, when the rain of tawfiq, this special blessing from the side of Allah Ta'ala will come. This will rain down onto the heart of this person, making istighfar. This will then bring out the beautiful amal. So this is the prescription Nabi Islam is giving. Wabki ala khati'atik. Repent, make tawbah, make istighfar, cry to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Our istighfar, number one, whether we make istighfar, that's a big question. How much we make, that's another question. And when we do make istighfar, how much of the heart is in it? Allah Ta'ala's name is very great. Tangui rahimahullah, his very famous statement is that Allah Ta'ala's name is so great, no matter what degree of ghaflat also a person takes the name of Allah Ta'ala in, it won't go without benefit. That is in its place, 100%. Allah Ta'ala's name is tremendous. That too is a very great blessing that Allah Ta'ala allowed a person's tongue to move in his name. But to the extent that the heart will be with it, to the extent that it will come from the depths of the heart, that istighfar will emanate deep down, to that extent it will bring down the stofik. To that extent it will transform the heart. To that extent, it will wash the heart out. And it will make it part of that qalb salim That qalb salim that purified heart. That without this, a person will not be accepted on the day of Qiyamah. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ This is the dua Ibrahim والسلام, What a great Nabi of Allah Taala, And he is making dua to Allah Taala, And this is mentioned as part of his dua. وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Can we imagine this istighfar? Who makes istighfar? The person who is worried about the day of Qiyamah. He is worried about his akhirat. Worried about his dunya also. But worried more about his qabr. Worried more about the day of Qiyamah. The Anbiya wasalam, being masoom, sinless. They had no concern for the akhirat. No need for concern for the akhirat. Yet they were more concerned than everybody. And Ibrahim والسلام, is making dua. Wala tukhzini yawma yub'athoon. Ya Allah, do not cause me any humiliation and disgrace when the entire creation will be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah. Ya Allah, save me from the disgrace of that day. One is the disgrace of dunya. The disgrace of dunya, no person one should ever face it. Allah Ta'ala protect us. But the disgrace of dunya is very, very minute compared to the disgrace of akhirat. Can we imagine the day of Qiyamah and somebody is now being called up and everything is now being opened out. And who is there? The whole creation is there. All those who knew him are all there. His parents are there. His own children are there. Those who he was ducking and diving from all there. 
And now whatever was in the heart is all being revealed. What what things were going through the heart about what, who the person was harboring malice for, and who he was jealous over, and who he was now plotting and planning against, what kind of filth was lurking in there, what what actions he did, what what he was now up to behind the scenes, quietly going about things, he thought nobody was seeing, nobody was aware. Imagine Allah forbid all this gets opened out on the day of Qiyamah. So the person who is concerned about being saved from the disgrace of the day of Qiyamah, he'll be making dua. Wala tukhzini yawma yub'athun. Allah, don't put me to humiliation on the day of Qiyamah. Forgive me before that. And save me from such actions. Yawma la yanfa'u malu wala banun. The day when nobody would be able to get any help from anything. Neither his wealth nor his children will be of any help to him. Generally, it is one of these two things that are of the greatest help to a person. When a person is in a situation, either his wealth or his children, his family. When this won't be of any help, what help will anything else be? It's actually an expression of negating help from anything and everything. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except the person who comes to Allah Ta'ala with a pure heart. Pure heart. That's what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. This is the lesson of today. To focus on purifying this heart. From all the things that are soiling it. Allah Ta'ala wants us to come with this pure heart on the day of Qiyamah. We sometimes feel very good about ourselves. This is how I am and this is... I'm doing this and that, so I'm very good. There's one example which the Mashaykh often gave of Hazrat Ali, so often mentioned this example. There's a saying in Persian, There was one girl who was now going to be getting married. So now, like this, things happened that now when the time for that wedding came, so everybody came to help her now to get adorned and so on, and they are making her, making her up, etc. So now everybody started praising her. Really looking very well, looking very good, and so on and so forth. So she started crying. So now they are surprised. Obviously we are talking, for some now this might wonder, but how does this tie up? Because we are living in a very different zamana. We are talking about the zamana where perhaps the first time now that the husband would see his bride would be after the nikah. Not that this is how it must be. In the Hadith Sharif, the person has been advised that if he is interested in getting married to somebody, he must take one look at her. But here, forget taking one look. Allah knows best what has, what has happened. So in any case, so now she started crying. They're asking her, what's the problem? Everybody's praising you. Everybody's praising you, you crying. Is this something to cry over? She said, no, I'm not crying over your praising me. I'm crying over the issue that your praises are of no worth, if, when finally I am presented to my husband, he doesn't like me. What good is going to be all your praises then? And if none of you praised me, but when I am presented in front of him, and he approves, then nobody else praised me also didn't matter. So that's my concern, what's going to be the outcome there? Now this is the Mashaikh's lesson to us, the whole world can praise us, whatever else. We can feel good about ourselves. The issue is how we're going to fare on the day of Qiyamah. When you're going to be presented in front of Allah, wa ta'ala, when the whole heart will now be opened out. 
and all the secrets will become open. And everything now will be laid bare. How will we fare on that day? That is the time to be concerned about. Then how it seemed we were in dunya is not going to be of any, any use to us. What is going to be the position on the day of Qiyamah? So that is what we have to prepare for. This is what Allah Ta'ala wants us to come with. إِلَّا مَنْ سَلِيمٌ Just to finish off on one incident from the Hadith Sharif, Hazrat Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Asad He says once we were sitting with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Nabi Islam said to us, Soon a person will pass by from among the people of Jannah. He is among the people of Jannah. You see, suddenly we see one person from the Ansar walking past. His beard was dripping with the water of Wudusl. He had his shoes in his left hand. And he just walked past. So looked like a very simple, ordinary person. Nabi Salaam made a statement. So obviously, this is a person who has been given the glad tidings of Jannah. The next day, again the gathering is around Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he makes the same statement. Soon a person is going to pass by who is among the people of Jannah. And again the same Sahabi passes by. The third day the same thing happens. When three days in a row the same thing happened, Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Asad says that this was now something that was just overcame me. I must know what is special in this person. Three days in a row Nabi Wasallam is giving this glad tidings of Jannah for him. So he comes to him and makes some excuse. I've got some problem at home. My father, can I just spend the days with you? Three days. Say, By all means, come. So he comes and stays with him for three days. Three nights he's observing carefully. What's so special? What does this person do? Maybe he doesn't sleep the whole night. He's probably doing some very special ibadat. He observes him and he sees, well, nothing extraordinary. When from time to time in the night, when suddenly he just stirs from his sleep, he takes the name of Allah Ta'ala and nothing, nothing that anybody else was not doing. What was do, everybody was doing what he was doing. Maybe others were doing more than him. What's so special about him? After three days, finally he says that I actually started thinking a little less about him. You know what? There's nothing special about this man. I wonder what happened. So in any case, now when he decided to leave, he says to him, look, that was just an excuse I made. I got no problem, nothing at home. I just came here to observe you. And the reason why I came to observe you was that three days in a row, this is what happened. Rasulullah gave this glad tiding. person is going to pass by from among the people of Jannah and you came past. The second day the same thing. The third day the same thing. What do you do? What's so special about you? So he says, You saw for yourself. There's nothing about me. I do what you do. It's only what you have seen. There's nothing else but what you have seen. So he was now confused. In any case, he turned to leave. He says, as he turned to leave, the person called him back. And he says, whatever you saw, that is it. Nothing else. But yes, apart from that, there's no malice in my heart for anyone. There's no malice in my heart for anyone. And I don't have any hasad and jealousy over anybody for what Allah Ta'ala has blessed them with. So, Abdullah ibn Amr replies and says that this is what has taken you to that point. This is it. This cleanliness of the heart. This clean heart is what Allah Ta'ala loves. And a person walking on earth with this clean heart is being given the glad tidings of Jannah.
So this is, this is this description that Rasulullah has given us. This is what we have to take to heart. This is that effort we have to make. This qalb salim to purify this heart, fill this heart with the muhabbat of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, make our hearts that kind of heart, that on the day of qiyamah, Allah ta'ala accepts us. Allah ta'ala forgives us, and Allah ta'ala enters us with his anbiya ali musalatu wasalam, the sahabai kiram, the siddiqeen, the shuhada and salihin. Allah ta'ala enters us into jannatul firdaus. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us, and grant us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes and then dua. It's reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is, inshallah, with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of good deeds and save him from sin. This will grant him this great honor. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of making this a part of our daily program, inshallah. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين ولا تنزع منا صالحا ما أعطيتنا ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا بلدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إنك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه إن الله لا يخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمثنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والأسياد واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقت لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله Allah indeed we are your most sinful servants يا الله Allah from head to toe we are covered in sin يا الله يا الله من يوى أرحب الراحمين يا الله يوى غفور الرحيم يا الله يا الله you love forgiving يا الله إله العالمين forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله forgive the sins of the day and night يا الله Forgive what we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, show your makhirat of the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the suffering and pain of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the hardships of the ummah, Ya Allah. And throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their pain and hardship, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the oppression from the Muslims, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, I mean, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Grant them hidayat, Ya Allah. Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, I mean, Ya Allah, we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such things that bring down azhar, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, I mean, Ya Allah. Allah, in the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah, the kuffar hurt him, Ya Allah. They persecuted him, Ya Allah. Allah, they caused his Mubarak blood to flow, Ya Allah. Allah, they said all kinds of hurtful things to him, Ya Allah. Allah, but what a tragedy, Ya Allah. Allah, today those who are taking his name, Ya Allah. Those who claim to be following him, Ya Allah. Allah, when our amal are being presented to him, Ya Allah. What kind of hurt we are causing to his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from this causing this hurt to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, grant us a tawfiq of those a'mal that will become a means of the coolness of his Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from sending such a'mal that will become a means of pain to him, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, forgive this great injustice of ours, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of those a'mal that which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Allah, give us a tawfiq of all that which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fill our hearts with the love of his Mubarak deen, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with the love of the Mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to live the Mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah. You grant us istiqamat of deen, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Grant us the topic of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. 
grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, ya Allah. Enable us to make tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily, ya Allah. Enable us to make your zikr all the time, ya Allah. Enable us to be in your remembrance forever, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Save us from ghaflat, ya Allah. Remove this ghaflat from our hearts, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your remembrance, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every taste of their illnesses, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Those with any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, ya Allah. Those with financial problems, remove it, ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib risk, ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, ya Allah. Save us from that which is doubtful also, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Grant us barakat in our lives, ya Allah. Barakat in our health, ya Allah. Barakat in our wealth, ya Allah. Barakat in our families, ya Allah. Allah, grant us barakat in every aspect, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are, Ya Allah, who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, at the time of all, they take us with the kalimah, Allah, ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us with tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at the time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, in this... Ya Allah, time and age, Ya Allah, the fitnas are engulfing us from every direction, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only if you save us, we can be saved, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep our families in your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep the entire ummah in your protection, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to live the, Ya Allah, beautiful lessons that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has left us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to keep control of our tongues at all times, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, let our homes be sufficient for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a tawfiq of sincere tawbah and istighfar, Ya Allah. And you grant us your maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah. You are the know of each one's cry, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's dies needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Fill each one's heart with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the nisbat of the awliya siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true lovers, Ya Allah. Make us yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين